Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 commercial free minutes for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice, this is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, Eddie Van Halen died. This is a sad day for anybody who was a, a youth in the 80s and beyond. Very sad, especially in my neck of the woods now. He was from Pasadena, California. I expect we'll be attending some highly socially distanced memorials. He had cancer, is that correct? Yes, they did. It weren't crystal clear. It's my T-shirt from the 1984 yeah. show. Uh, what was your favorite song? Do you have a favorite song of his? Uh, you know, I just listen to the pop stuff, Jump and whatever, Panama. Hot for Teacher. Yeah, well, I, you know, I like it all, but my husband and my son are like in actual mourning. I think they're going to put like crepe paper over the Oh, your son is stuff. a big Van Halen fan? Yes. That's great. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. Like you, they're both hangdog this morning. They're just like, this is terrible. Yeah, I saw terrible. that. I was bummed out. Oh, he's saying, yeah. did he? No, oh, he did a version of Pretty Woman. He was still playing. That's the thing. Or like we, they had tickets a couple of years ago to go see a show and they couldn't get there because it was like in the middle of nowhere yeah. or whatever, far away. And anyway, so they are super, super, super bummed. My husband's seen him, but my son hasn't. And his thing is that he's like seeing all the greats. That's what they do. Yeah. So it's very sad. And he was truly a great. So what are you going to do? He, he was rocked, young, man. 65. He could have kept it going. Yeah. Lung, he had uh, either more than one cancer or they're not clear on the cancer, but it was like throat and lung and their Dr. Drew was basically blaming him and using it as an object lesson. Like this is just, this should be the last straw about nicotine. And I actually find it highly distasteful to use someone's death or tragedy or whatever as a object lesson for you. When my son was born with Down syndrome, I was surprised that a couple of people had the audacity to express their true sentiments like well you know i'm not as old as you or i've done everything right or i wasn't old i was young i was in my 30s but anyway so early 30s <laughs> so i just find that distasteful and then also i was told by a doctor once never blame a person for an illness they have like yeah. you shouldn't make a character judgment. And I was thinking, where where are these like kind of liberal quote sentiments when Trump is sick? You know, but I just I always hate yeah. that. Like if people the human condition is rife with disease and suffering and even character flaws, let's just respect. Yeah, and when you talk about blame. By, you know, like that, you could extend that to the advertising companies. You could extend that to the people who make it. You could take it really a long way back. Well, I wouldn't. Blame. I wouldn't because I'm about free will. Like what? Right. What Darren but was I'm saying just last saying week. Or... That if that's the game you're playing with that, and it's right, it's not. My point yes. is that people, we are, we are vulnerable to temptations that are created by things that are outside of us, and not cigarettes weren't created to convince people not to smoke they were created to convince people to <laughs> right. smoke so i agree that putting the blame on that it's it's not a not a good way yeah and you can politicize and exploit everything i find it disgusting i find that whole obituary campaigning disgusting yeah me too and all of that i just even but even if 
he contributed through his own bad decisions or weaknesses or whatever. I really don't know. And I just, I feel like people feel compelled always now to, to, it's almost like, I mean, like I felt that when my son was born, it was as if it were my fault. It definitely was not my fault. And even if it were in a way my fault for whatever reason, then why, why make it so clear that you are, are breathing a sigh of relief that this happened to somebody else and could not happen to you? Like, I just think it's tacky. Oh, I don't smoke, so it couldn't happen to me. Yeah. Anyway, so respect to Eddie Van Halen. And I don't know if Valerie Bertinelli said, I, I, was, I have been told that I look like her a little bit. Like who? So she was Valerie Bertinelli. You probably don't even remember. No, who's that? He, she was his wife. Oh, okay. So anyway, got an affinity for Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah, I'll have to so, look her up later. But on the upside, it is the birthday of a very good friend of the show, Mr. A. So happy birthday, Mr. A. And happy birthday, Vlad. Vladimir Putin? Correct. Correct. A couple of Libras. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Are they Libras or Virgos? I think Libras. I think they're Virgos. We'll no, you're right. That. Libras. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. That's right. Well, there you go. The scales. Balance. They sure liberty, do. Freedom. Speaking of Putin, didn't we have some... QAnon related activity. I know that's always connected to Russia one way or another, at least according to the media. Yes. Well, let's let me just throw something out there since you were talking about Russia. Did you see the Department of Homeland Security wrote a report on the biggest threats to the election? I did not see that. Can I speculate that it's cyber attack, Russia, China, a lot of those words thrown around? Cyber attack, Russia. And the other one is a smidgen of a stretch to me. Although, I mean, it's absolutely would be your next guess, I think, based on just what we were talking about yesterday. White supremacists. Oh, right. White supremacist violence. So in Meat Space is going to be the white supremacist. And they had the most twisted quote in the Wall Street Journal about it. It was saying how the... They're, in addition to white supremacists or correlated to white supremacists are anti-government protesters such as those who uh, anti-government extremists such as those who threatened protesters during this year. So they take the protesters who are burning down cities and instead of them being the ones that you're afraid of, you're afraid of the people who countered them. I mean, it's it's the flip side of the Charlottesville thing where the guys about the statue had their licenses, their permit to march, and then Antifa came and started throwing stuff at them. And the cops stood back and they're like, well, it was still the, pro- the you know, anti era. It's no matter what the rules are, it's completely shifts based on who is the actor. And it's always okay to be Antifa or whatever and not okay to be on the other side. I'm not for the white supremacist thing, but. I'm anti-government and I militias are in the constitution. 
What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- 653-8838. And I also want to add that Neighbors 2021 seed packs, their organic seed packs, and their cool weather seed packs are all now available online at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. And that coupon code PROP will get you 10% off. So be sure and check that out. Yeah, it's like the cars that are trying to drive on the highway, and then they encounter a bunch of protesters who swarm their car and jump on top of it and start beating it. And then that person out of fear of their safety slowly tries to kind of scoot out and drive away the headline is trump supporter plows through protesters it also reminds me of this talk i saw from somebody who was a lawyer for the women's march movement and she was giving advice at an activist training and the advice was basically this the police officers know that if they do anything, if they even flinch, that it's going to be caught on camera and they're going to be vilified. Therefore, we can get in their face and do anything trying to provoke them to do just that. They are well aware of this dynamic. I have always thought, and I, the older I get, the more I see my kids raise up, the more actually the biggest lesson for this for me was when I was on radio, terrestrial radio and had callers that I would have massive anxiety attacks about the things I said and all of this. And then over time, I started to realize there are no consequences. There were no, until the very last when we got taken off the air. But until then, I could, whatever I said, yes, I would feel bad. People would be mad, but like there were no real consequences. I still put food on the table. Everybody was still healthy. And I started to realize that once you understand that there are no consequences, you can immediately, immediately remove all the um, inhibitions on your actions. So the fact that they're making sure these dumbasses understand that there are no consequences they are they are accelerating that little learning process. And it's a carrot and stick thing. They get rewarded by getting recognized. They get bailed out so they know there's not consequences there. Some of them even get legal help. And then they're patted on the back and they're sent right back out. Great job. We'll tell everybody on Twitter, on the National Indivisible Twitter, how great you did and get back out there. And, the, and it also encourages the thing that we're looking at where they're just taking out the process. They're trying to make it so that we don't have, we have fine processes. I mean, I'm an anarcho-capitalist. I'm not for this government, but the processes did work and they are intentionally, I mean, these are, these are government staffers, you know, these are people who used to be in the halls of power. They are knowing what they're doing, encouraging a total breakdown. And I actually, I think they could get the votes if they wanted them. They, it's beyond that. Yeah. So what's the story with Q? What did you, I, Facebook apparently banned all of Q activity. Yeah, see, before they were banning Q-related stuff that was talking about violence, but now they're changing that to where it's more it's one of the broadest rules that Facebook has ever applied and they're going to just be targeting people who spread Q-related conspiracy theories. So that's that's what's going to be the dicey subject of that. They say that Facebook says 
We've seen several issues leading to, ta- to today's update. While we removed Q&A content that celebrates and support violence, we've seen other QAnon content tied to different forms of real-world harm, including recent claims that the West Coast wildfires were started by certain groups, which diverted attention of local officials from fighting the fires and protecting the public. I find it interesting there that they didn't actually say that it was false. They just said it diverted the attention of firefighters, so therefore they removed it. But it goes on to talk about how they We've gotten a better idea of how QAnon communicates, which is indicating because this the, all, every article I read about it talks about this that they're going to be taking people out and taking groups out if they determine that this group is dog whistling or signaling in coded language QAnon theories. So hashtag Save the Children could very well get you kicked off of Facebook. Wow. Yeah. Well, once they make those subjective rules. So I think this dovetails nicely into the other kind of social media story, which was Trump said something about we've been living with the flu. It can be even deadlier than this thing. We'll get through this. And I think it was Facebook or was it Twitter took him down for it took that that down. I think it was and Twitter. It might have been I Facebook. I think it was too. Twitter. I think it was Twitter. But what he then said in response, to me, I'm shocked when people don't see this as I see it. And I was actually a little freaked out that Reason Magazine saw it as I saw it because these days I think that they're subvert the libertarian cause rather than support it. But I'm on the same page with Reason. I tweeted out the article. Trump said, we need to eliminate or repeal whatever section 230 of the decency act and section 230 says that the that the that internet companies do not have they're not publisher so they don't have the kind of responsibility that publishers have to uh, verify the facts or be cautious about the stuff that's published on their sites. If it's dangerous stuff, they, they are not going to be able to be sued for that. And at the same time, they are also not, uh, not, they can't, even though they're doing that, they still can, may censor if they want to. So normally the fact that they could censor might argue that they're publishers and that then they must censor stuff that's dangerous or whatever but they but they're completely insulated from both sides they have their cake and they eat it too and the idea was to let these companies social media companies grow and they have grown to the point where bizarrely and i mean that every single one of these niches is filled almost entirely by one company i mean twitter so dominates that space and anybody who pops up behind it gets all sorts of flack they do dominate one by one so now you have somebody like bill barr who said last time get rid of 230 these companies are now so big they don't need our support which completely disingenuously did, uh, obscures the fact that it's the startups now that need the support these guys are the incumbents and if you close that door now you'll never have anyone with enough money to come in with a fully functional censoring apparatus to to risk all the money on the Corey stuff and then say but what if my platform doesn't work well, they're not going to do that. The idea is that these startups need to be 
cheap and easy and and gain a foothold. So on the one hand, it's keeping startups from coming up. And on the other hand, what it will actually do is the opposite of what Trump says it's going to do, which is if you eliminate that, then it will make it an obligation on those companies to censor because then they will be liable for libel and they'll be liable for the stuff or for damage or whatever. So what he's calling for would totally transform the social media space into a highly censored public square. Now that we're not allowed to actually meet in meat space, this is, I mean, it's all dead, but it's just so obvious that what he's saying is actually would have the opposite impact of what he says. That's my view. I'm open to argument because a lot of people disagree with me on that. Are you ready to try CBD products and see why so many people swear by everything from CBD oil to body lotion to muscle rub? TrueHempscience.com is at the ready with the highest quality products they developed over decades in the business and a lifelong pursuit of nutrition, health, and spiritual well-being. They are eager to introduce you to the CBD experience and so confident in their products, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and a special offer for Propaganda Report listeners. To learn more about their company, their passion, and their products, go to TrueHempscience.com slash PropReport. Yeah, that also reminds me of an article that I saw earlier today about how billionaires have gotten exponentially richer during this crisis. The people who are already wealthy, people already in power, business, industry, individual are benefiting hand over fist during this pandemic. Absolutely. And I've seen almost no literature press on what I looked up and checked and saw in a couple of different articles that the the upper echelons of income earners, which I call the upper middle class because the, the upper class, the idle rich are not income earners, but the upper echelon of income earners, both of the top tiers went down in net worth while the bottom tiers have gone up. So they're closing the wealth gap, but I say they're closing the wealth gap with this progressive taxation, which neutralizes the most productive, most educated class of the citizenry, while the rich, the the government-connected rich, which is more and more the case these days, it'll be exclusively the case after all the effects of these stimulus packages come down and the, the absolute decimation of small business, independent businesses, that it seems like this restructuring of society is happening in every sense of the word, including class and uh, and the economy, the economics of the class structure. Yeah, absolutely. Can I tell you about the declassified documents that came out? Sure. Recently, the director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, at the direction of President Trump, Trump actually tweeted about this, saying he was going to release all of the unredacted documents related to the Russia investigation. There were some declassified documents that reveal that former CIA director John Brennan briefed former President Barack Obama on Hillary Clinton's plan to tie Donald Trump to Russia as a means of distracting the public from her use of a private email server. The declassified notes were were Brennan's handwritten notes, and I did look at them. They're mostly redacted. Trump said that they were going to release the unredacted ones. We'll see about that. But the mostly redacted notes were taken after Brennan 
briefed Obama. So he briefed Obama, then he took these notes. The notes cite a proposal from one of Hillary Clinton's foreign policy advisors to vilify Donald Trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by the Russian security service, which was alleged, quote, alleged approved by Hillary Clinton. That is in the declassified notes and Brennan's notes that Hillary Clinton allegedly approved whatever this plan was. And there was also a heavily redacted CIA memo that referenced an exchange discussing U.S. presidential candidate Hillary Clinton's approval of this plan concerning U.S. presidential candidate Donald Trump and Russian hackers hampering U.S. elections as a means of distracting the public from her private email server. I'm surprised there's not more people talking about this. I figured this would be all over the right-wing news today. I figured this would be the only thing Fox News has covered. I did see a couple of links to it, but it is not trending primarily really anywhere right now, which is why I brought it today, because it, it's curious. It's, it speaks to what you know. I personally have never bought in the whole idea. I think that they're, they're, obviously foreign countries trying to interfere in our election. They have for over 100 years, just as we have in theirs. But having an impact or it being any different than normal is what I always questioned. And I, I'm of the belief that the British elites, Chatham House, are more, were more in, in control of this PSYOP than, than Russia was. So if this is true, if Obama was actually briefed on Hillary's, quote, plan to tie Trump to Russia prior, that, that's really a pretty big story if this stuff is true. That is what people say. I asked Clint his videos with him on Saturday. Like he always focuses on this, and I like who cares? Like, well, this is a sitting president trying to undermine the presidency of you know the election process and another president and all this kind of stuff. But to me, it, I mean, this you have to be fully committed to the left, right to the two party psyop. You have to really believe it for this to matter much. Am I missing something? Well, I think it matters because the foundation of a lot of the news cycles and the arguments people give, their belief in reality is founded on this Trump-Russia thing. That Comey thing that I've been watching, it presumes 100% never calls into question that all of this stuff right here is not true and that Trump absolutely was under Putin's thumb. I mean, it 100% Yeah, it just it works to really support the two party psyop for sure. And it's working just like COVID is. I mean, it's absolutely bizarre to me that I think if anyone out here sees me without a mask, even in my own car, if there are other people in the car, that they are just going to assume that I'm a Trump supporter and that I'm bad for that reason. That is true. This stuff just totally supports that two party thing. But if you're outside the two party thing, but but I mean, that is I think it would be if if they were confident in that, I think it would be getting promoted more right now. So what do you think is really going on? Maybe this is true, which I, I, I've i kind of believed this to be true for at least aspects of it to be true. I, I think that the British are more behind it than necessarily the CIA. CIA may be working with or maybe worked with the British when it comes to the Russian Russia. Russia did it psyop, the demonizing Russia, tying Trump to Russia as a means of propelling us into a World War Three. That's what I've thought. I thought this is a World War Three play a long time oh, ago. Oh, OK. And Does it say think, World War Three in that? Like, no, you're just saying no, this, this is, is all thought. about anti-Russia. OK, I yes. hear where you're coming from. OK. Uh, yeah, well, when DHS said that Russia is going to, you know, we have that stuff about the tripwire. Oh, and I have some important international news that you never really hear about that I think plays right into the Russia thing. Let's hear it. 
Looking for something positive to distract you from all the craziness in 2020? At wisdomprints.com, you can own photography work of landscapes and architecture that remind us of the beautiful world we really live in. Wisdomprints.com is the creation and work of a fellow liberty-minded person, Scott Moore, who's been an avid listener to the Propaganda Report and the Monica Perez Show for years. Wisdomprints.com is newly created and showcases photography from the desert southwest to urban scenes and architecture from around the world. Visit Wisdomprints.com, that's W-I-Z-U-M Prince.com, and use the promotion code PROPAGANDA at checkout to get 15% off the sale of your print order. So what's there's been all this international news over the past few days, and I think, or weeks even, but yesterday and today, a couple of things. Two, on, on the one hand, you have what's happening in Kyrgyzstan. This was in the t- front page of the Wall Street Journal today, and it reminds me of what's happening in Belarus. And, and they're talking about voter fraud. They're storming the presidential palace, or I don't know what the picture is of, but that's the idea. Belarus had something similar. It looked like a totally fabricated Soros-type color revolution against this guy who's been in power for a long time. The story is plausible, but it goes on the heels of him not taking international money to to spool out the COVID narrative. So according to Event 201, who said, use soft power, take the rich guys, call the president, that happened, and this guy said no. That reminds me of the confessions of an economic hitman and everything unravels, but here... They're doing, I think, what you said they were doing in Hong Kong, and I think you were correct. They're modeling protest behavior for us. So I feel like that's on the one hand. Then there's something else. There, First of all, ISIS beetles. This makes me want to puke, kind of like Eddie Van Halen, whatever, deserved it. Uh, ISIS beetles, B-E-A-T-L-E-S, the ISIS beetles. Like, I can understand if Is they were Is that what they're beetles. called? That's what they're calling these guys. There are four guys, Fab Four, who were arrested or extradited something about um, in connection with the James Foley, Stephen Sotloff, and other beheadings. Now, if you would go back in time, and I'm sure, I'm not sure, but I assume that all of this stuff is scrubbed. But at the time, which makes me think it was prior to February 2018, but this James Foley story and the Stephen Saloff story to me look like complete crap, totally untrue. So, or whatever, the details that we were being shown, the interviews with his family, all very weird. So I don't, and then if you went and looked at their supposed beheadings compared to actual raw footage of real beheadings, which make you want to puke, did not look like the story was real, but they're calling these guys the Beatles, like they're Fab Four. It makes me want to puke. They're making like pop icons of them, whether they be negative or positive, it doesn't matter. I don't recall the Beatles having a song, Behead My Love. Yeah, well, that's what these guys are probably going to riff it. I wouldn't be surprised if you get a little video on it. But at the, so, so there you're bringing back the Middle Eastern stuff, that, that violence, that excuse for violence is coming back. And uh, at the same time, unrelated to that, is a flare-up in hostilities between Armenia and Azerbaijan over an area called um, Nagorno-Karabakh. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but I absolutely recognize it when I see it. And I was like, oh, that's where that pipeline goes through. There are, there are pipelines that take gas into Europe and there's that's why Germany and Ukraine are important up there. And then in the south, it's this stuff, Turkey, Azerbaijan, stuff like that. 
they have the pipelines that go that take Russian or Russian owned gas into Europe or competing gas into Europe. And this is a place where there's a Turkish deal with Azerbaijan to get gas in from the Caucasus. And then there's an Armenian deal with Russia that gets ga- gas in from Russia. That's my like recollection of it. I found a, an article from 2016, which I sent out. They're telling us now it's all over the paper. Armenians are um, are boycotting the L.A. Times for taking Azerbaijan's side. But there's unrest there. And today's stories are not mentioning at all the fact that this is a gas dispute with Russia, just like 2012, 2013 with Ukraine. It's about gas going from Russia into Europe. And you're not hearing it. So here we have a situation where it's a critical path moment for this really important piece of land to continue to develop pipelines. Will that be what for Russia? So Syria was a similar thing. There was a pipeline coming out of Qatar and it was going to either come from Iran or, or Qatar, if I recall correctly. Anyway, through Syria. And were they going to take the Russian deal or were they going to take the Western deal? And Syria went with Russia and they've, and Ukraine similarly went with Russia. And then you see what happens. So if you want to talk about the possibility of this thing going hot, I don't think China, there's a really good reason for China to go hot, but a war with Russia, there is a good reason to go hot because we're talking about physical land that's needed for pipelines for the critical, critical market of Europe's gas. And heading into the winter, this kind of thing, that's when this stuff gets hot. Yeah. And connecting to what I I was talking about earlier, if they the getting the public support for that war is that's the that's process the they go. So, and if people were to look at this story with Brennan and all and realize that there was kind of a setup and maybe it not, is not so true that Russia was the main villain of that whole 2016 Russia interference thing, then that would weaken their ability to get that public support for a war with Russia. That's and that this folds in what you're saying, what I'm saying, and what we were saying in that. I think it was the first Rockfin video or the second one, second set, where they were saying, in order to show people how dangerous Russia is, let's set up a tripwire, for example, the 2020 election. I mean, if this really ends up being about Russia, and it makes sense that it would, because the powers that be don't give a crap if it's Trump or Biden signing off on the next $3 trillion stimulus package. They do not care. Trump just tweeted, oh, uh, he just tweeted, hey, we need the stimulus package. The great USA needs more stimulus. Let's just get it done. Who gives if you've got a Republican in office, if that's what he said, like if his his demand is that Democrats spend money, I mean, I'm not too worried about the impact domestically of which one of those guys wins. And if they can use that trumped up hostility to redirect towards Russia, you've it's we get back to where it's really all all about foreign policy. All right. And the patron 15, I will tell you about. What is being built around the Georgia State Capitol and taxpayer money being used to build it? And also about another mask fight on an airplane. But this one has an interesting twist. Okay. I also knew this would happen. You and I both were told about that universal religion out of S-Hook. And uh, I also want to pass along some Wall Street Journal advice to accept your meltdown. Interesting. 
You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMV, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will talk to you all tomorrow or in the Patron 15. Have a fantastic rest of your day.